one of us lived up to our potential and managed our resources so well that we could provide for ourselves, our families, and our communities in a meaningful and substantial way. Join Step Right with Lynn, the show dedicated to empowering socially conscious individuals to manage their financial resources for the benefit of themselves, their families, and the greater community. Here's Lynn Wedham, Certified Financial Planner and Managing Partner at Step Right Capital Planning. Welcome to our show today. It's very important to understand how to make good use of credit. Like money, credit is a tool, and when it's used wisely, it can enhance our lives. How our behaviors affect our ability to borrow is often misunderstood. Part of this mystery is our credit score. My guest from Consolidated Credit Counseling Services of Canada is Jeffrey Swartz, and he's with us today to help demystify the credit score. We'll learn what it is, how it affects us, and how we can improve it. Jeffrey Swartz is the Executive Director of Consolidated Credit Counseling Services of Canada. Jeff is responsible for all activities related to the operation of Consolidated Credit and manages all credit counseling, credit relations, and personal finance education endeavors. Jeff has years of experience in business, and he's a great contributor to his community. Jeff has joined us a couple of previous shows, um, so you can find those in the archives for more tips on creating and maintaining good credit. I'm looking forward to learning more from Jeff again today. Welcome, Jeff. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much, Lynn. I appreciate that. What's new in your world this week? What's new? Uh, truthfully, uh, it's been a very busy week at our office, and uh, it looks like lots of people are reaching out for help to deal with their indebtedness, and uh-huh. uh, hopefully our counselors are doing a good job in helping them get back on track. Yeah, and we're glad that you're there to to help people do that. I determined this morning, Jeff, that you and I are very special people. Do you know why? I, I like the sound of it already. Why? <laughs> because I, I woke up this morning all excited to talk about credit scores. <laughs> well, I, so well, it's a very exciting topic, Lynn. I, I'm sure we've got a lot add a little bit more to your life if that's what got you really excited today. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so uh, so I'm excited about credit scores. I did. Um, uh, for some continuing education credits uh, last year, I did do a course on um, on credit scores, and I did learn some things from that. So um, I'm hoping that um, you'll be able to, um, you know, remind me of some of those things that I learned because I knew there, I know there was a few things that I thought, boy, it'd be good to have all this information in one place where where people could access it and. Uh, so let's do that for people today. So why is a credit score important, Jeff? You know, it, it's, it is tremendously important, and even more so today than it has been in the past, and for a couple of reasons. One is, with all this access to information online and, and making that type of information cheaper for people to access, they're utilizing that information, and it's coming out in our daily lives where it may not have been looked at before to evaluate you or or your family, it's now being used on a regular basis. So it's so important to make sure 
that your credit score, your credit history, your credit profile is up-to-date, it's accurate, and it depicts a good vision or view of you as a person. And some of the areas where credit score is currently being used, and something as simple as getting a mortgage, uh, getting financing on a, a vehicle purchase, uh, getting even a, a favorable premium on your insurance. Uh, often mm. jobs are looking to check your credit report. Uh, as in the past, renting an apartment, your landlord typically will want to check your credit. And even when sure. you open accounts for utilities, people are looking at your credit score to see if they're, they, they waive a deposit or waive fees associated with setting up accounts. So really this, this formula for a credit score is really just a three-digit snapshot of your credit worthiness. And the way it works is the higher the better. So really maintaining a good credit score can ultimately save you a tremendous amount of money in the long run. And creditors are going to treat you better because you treat them well and it makes life a lot easier because you are a substantial entity in the eyes of the creditors. Right. Um, yeah, so there's there's some advantage, some money you can save, but there's you can also avoid disappointment by having a good credit score as well, right? Like, you know, it can ma- mean the difference of not being able to purchase that home or rent that apartment or or purchase a vehicle. It can, and, and, and people need to understand that, you know, what what these people who are evaluating you are looking at, and you almost want, it, it's almost like if you don't have a mirror and you're not looking at it, you don't know what you look like. So for, by the same token, it's really important for you to, and we'll get into more of this later, but to check your credit report because these credit bureaus are dealing with millions and millions of different transactions on a daily basis and as a result you want to make sure that there's no mistake so that they're looking at the right person as opposed to someone who may have some uh, incorrect information on their credit profile. Okay, so when you talk about, you know, checking your your credit score, how would a person go about doing that? Well, in Canada, there's two major credit bureaus, Equifax and TransUnion, and they both have a large presence online and very easy to get through in terms of setting up a request for a credit report. Now, the good thing is that you can do this uh, free once a year. Now, it's not going to give you your credit score. It's going to give you your, your credit report and everything that's on it. But mm-hmm. you can do this at least once a year uh, free with, with each of them. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, it's not a bad idea if, if you don't have a lot of money or you just want to see what a credit report looks uh, like to log on to their website and fill out the information and or talk to someone live and just take a, a, a quick peek at what your credit report is showing. Okay. You mentioned um, that an employer might, um, want to check your your credit score or a potential landlord <clears throat> can can someone check your credit score without your knowledge or do you have to give them permission to do that 
you have to give them approval, and, and sometimes people <coughs> don't understand that they've already given approval when they have. Um, mm. It's kind of interesting how that happens, but but yes, you have to permission uh, to for someone to be able to uh, take a look at your credit. And typically, how that happens is if you apply for a credit card as part of that application, you're signing off. Uh, with your permission for the creditor to pull your credit report to take a view of your credit worthiness. Uh, in addition to that, often when we do get a credit card, we forget that they can look at our credit score and our credit profile on, our, on a regular review basis because they want to mm -hmm. see how we're doing while we have that credit card. Often people forget that that it's just a one it's not just a one time thing, especially if, if they're ex extending credit to us. Right. Um we we have a comment in the in the chat room and I wonder if um uh if we could have that person on the line to to make this comment um vocally. Um Rayo, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi, would would you would you tell us that little story that you posted in the chat room? Sure. I um I I didn't get until recently how someone with a good income and a good job could be homeless because you hear about it but you don't really get it. Until recently, um a, a really good friend of mine has horrible credit because of some choices they made probably 8 years ago and I uh, haven't been able to rebuild it very well. Um, and hover around like 525 with their credit and literally could not rent anywhere, even though his income is really good. And wow. finally, he was able to rent through a family member. They they rented um, out their finished basement to him. Um, but he's he's he was we were all kind of flabbergasted at his at at the fact that a choice he made eight years ago when he was much younger and dumber and of course wouldn't listen to anybody. It's right. still affecting him today. And I just find it really. Um, fascinating i guess that like i guess i i just never experienced that before that someone's credit could so adversely affect just them having a, a standard of living even if they have a great income right right yes well yeah thank you for um sharing that with us and uh, jeff would you like to comment on that um story well, I, I think that it's it's totally accurate in relation to how important it is to make sure that one, you have a good credit profile, and two, you're checking it on a regular basis because some of these things come out of the blue, and you may not remember what happened several years ago. Now, all of a sudden, it, when you do need someone uh, their permission to do something, it's all of a sudden coming back to haunt you. Uh, now, just a comment is that, I mean, credit in Canada is, is tied up by a bunch of large players, so the big banks. So, mm -hmm. And they control a significant portion of the market as it relates to lending. So it's even more important that we make sure that we have a great credit profile going into this uh, because they're all looking at it and saying, well, we don't necessarily have to lend to this person if they've got some sort of bruised credit or we're going to lend to them, but it's going to be at a higher rate because we deem them to be a risk. It, it, it's not kind of, it's not, lending isn't open to everybody in Canada or in most cases because truthfully most of the credit is controlled by a smaller number of hands, if you will. Uh, right. The other thing is, and I'll recount a, a quick story, very similar to this one, but it, even more innocuous is someone had a, uh, so they shared the story that they had a small outstanding debt of a couple of dollars on a, uh, a toll road here in, in Ontario, and they just forgot about it. 
and they never they stopped getting bills and they, because they had moved. And then when mm-hmm. they went to get a car, they had these black marks on their credit report or negative remarks on their credit report, and they'd totally forgotten about this. And right. it was something as innocuous as a few dollars. So even more importantly, that I mean, we recommend to clients that when you're, especially when you're going through some credit issues, is to review your credit profile at least once a year, but probably even more so four times a year, because you never know there might be errors associated with your credit report that have nothing to do with you, or in this case, they could be truthful. It's just a matter of clearing them up and making sure that they, they're removed from your credit report. Right. So you said it's free once a year. What would it cost um, to do it four times a year then? Well, if you're looking for, I mean, the, the prices vary and the, they vary across the com, uh, the companies. But essentially, if you're just looking for a credit profile, it's going to be somewhere probably in and around fifteen to twenty dollars. If you want the credit score, it's typically somewhere around twenty to twenty-five dollars uh, each time you do it. But then you can get right. services which will cut that number down as well. Right. Um, so, what is this credit score and? Um, you know, we really want to know how we can affect this thing and take care of it. So um, let's explain to people what the credit score is and how it's made up, first of all. Well, well first off, uh, we'll start off, I mean, credit score typically is uh, ranges between 300 and 900. So it's a three-digit number between 300 and 900, and the higher the better. Now, according to Equifax, in our conversations, 300 to 559 is is poor, okay? Mm, okay. Um, and we'll probably want to go more into this, but uh, as we go along, 560 to 659 is fair, 660 to 70, 724 is good, 725 to 759 is very good, and anything above 760 is excellent, okay? Okay. So All right. really it becomes a no-brainer. Anything over 700 is great for banks and creditors, and likely you're, you're not going to pose a very high risk to the creditors. Okay, okay. Um, and so how is, how is that created? What are the, what are the factors that would, that, would, that would create that good rating? Well, ultimately your, your credit score goes up and down, and it depends on many different factors. And often, even though the calculations are very similar, they're not the exact same. So if you pull your credit report from Equifax, it might be slightly different from TransUnion. And even creditors may have their own algorithm that they use. But by and large, the credit score that you see on when you pull your credit report, that is going to be fairly close, a good indicator of how any creditor is going to look at you. Okay. okay. And there's 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 five major factors that go into making up a credit score. Okay. And, and what are those? This, well, first off, I mean, just let me. It, it, the credit score was it's often called a FICO score, and that was developed by Fair Isaac and Company, and it's that standardized formula for calculating your credit worthiness and ultimately your credit score. So these five. Things uh, and we'll go into detail as to what they mean and how much they weigh out is your credit history, how much you owe on your credit, the length of, of time that you've had the credit in use, uh-huh. uh, inquiries on your credit, and also the different types of credit that are available. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. So um, 
Can you explain a little bit about each of those factors then? Sure, sure. So essentially, credit history is the most weighty of them all, and that accounts for approximately 35% of your credit score. And it's likely the, the most important factor, and which, which really shouldn't come as a surprise. It tracks your history of credit repayment. Were you on time? Did you make your payments in full? Did you miss any payments? So really, since this is the biggest factor, the lesson's really simple here. Pay your bills in full and on time. It's the most yeah. important thing you can do in building and maintaining a good credit score. Okay. okay. Um, so you're you're talking about like all all bills could show up here, not not just uh, credit card bills. Uh, yes. Yes, not just credit card bills, because effectively, people, if, if unless you're paying cash for something, people are, are extending some sort of credit to you. People don't think a utility bill is extending credit to you. Right. Well, well, they are, because you're, 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 you're using the power, and then you're paying for it after the fact. True. Right? You're using the water, you're paying for it after the fact. So they, if you're not paying your utility bills, that can show up on here. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's lots of different things that people people don't understand about how that impacts their their credit profile. So it's really important mm-hmm. to understand that all your transactions will show up on there. Okay. Okay. Um, now the next factor is the debt owed, and that accounts for about thirty percent of your uh, credit score in terms of a weight. And really, what that means is this factor looks at how much credit you're using versus how much you have available. Another term that people often use is credit utilization. So if you're maxed out on your credit cards, if you have a $5,000 limit and you're right up at $5,000 in debt on that particular card, you're utilizing that at 100%. We tell our clients that you really want to get that down to below 50% if you're carrying a debt from month to month. Because if you... If you don't, then you're considered a, 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 to be at higher risk. Okay. So, okay. so, so if like any account that a person holds should not be near the limit at all. Not if if you can, you can make that happen, and that and you bring up a really good point. We're going to get to it in rebuilding or improving your credit score, but if you have a choice between paying down one of your credit cards, if you're if you're trying to rebuild or improve your credit score. Pay down one of your credit cards that has a higher, you're closer to the maximum. You want to get that down because that's going to help improve your credit score versus one, if you have a choice, and they're both at the same interest rates, where one, you already have a low balance in relation to the limit available. Okay. Okay. That's, um, that's a good point right there. Um, I think we're going to stop right now. We'll, we'll take a break right there and we'll get back to um, the other factors um, that affect our um, that will affect our credit score right after this break. Is there a contribution that you dream of making? In society, planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. 
Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at atozen.fm. You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to Step Right with Lynn. I'm your host, Lynn Wedham. Today my guest is Jeff Swartz from Consolidated Credit Canada, and we're talking about credit scores. So we've talked about, we're talking about the factors that affect our credit score. We've got um, our borrowing history, um, the amount we owe on um, our different accounts, um, and what are the other three again, Jeff? Uh, the last three are the length of credit use in terms of timing, how long have you had that credit card. Uh, the other one is new credit, so are you all of a sudden applying for uh, many different new credit cards at the same time, and mm-hmm. the different types of credit. Before we get on to those, I just want to reiterate how important it is because it's going to come up in another segment of what we're talking about on the last section is is, is Get is uh, credit utilization or how much you owe. Is, okay. is often people have these credit cards with low balances on them in comparison to their uh, their limits, and they well, I never really use this. I pay, I'm paying it off. I may want to close that. Well, if you're trying to rebuild your score, you may want to think twice about using that or closing that particular credit card because it may have a negative impact on your credit score because it's actually in good standing. But we'll get to more of that oh, later. Okay. Uh, it, just, a, just a food for thought as we go through this. Uh, right. Length of credit use. And, and we often talk about this uh, as it relates to people who are trying to establish some sort of credit history, whether because they're young or they've just come, out for, they've just come in from a different country and they have no credit history up to this point, and, and now they want to go buy a car or finance a car, they want to get an apartment, they want to buy a home, and really their, their credit profile is a blank slate. So mm-hmm. it's really important to establish some sort of credit history so that they can determine, uh, creditors can determine whether you're credit worthy or not. So this one accounts for about 15% of your credit score. So as you can imagine, a good long established pattern of using credit uh, indicates that you're really not just a flash in the pan, that you are, you are someone that's trustworthy over the long haul. So the right. longer you're using debt, the more accustomed you are to paying your bills. Really, you're showing a pattern to the creditors that you really are less of a risk. So this particularly comes into play if you're a young adult. So right. often, if people are going to post-secondary uh, uh, education, going through post-secondary education, one of the first things they see when they walk onto campus is people offering them a credit card. I mean, the creditors are, are very smart in this regard because often the first credit card you get is the one that you keep the longest. But, mm-hmm. but having said that, it's not such a bad idea for the student if they use the credit wisely and if they pay it off. And I can't stress that enough. 
but it's a great opportunity to help you establish some sort of credit profile so that when you graduate university or college, you've got at least four years of responsibly using a credit card. And that mm-hmm. helps to build your credit profile. But the goal here is really to establish a credit history. It's not to go deep into debt and then create other problems once you do graduate. Right, right. Um and and so you know there's there's some really good advice there um yes it's okay to take the credit card you know take that opportunity but um people really need to understand what they're doing it's almost like there needs to be um a little more education that goes along with with handing the person the credit card and i'm hopeful that's part of what we're doing today <laughs> yes yeah for sure yeah, yeah. I, I know it is. I, I know that that I include that when um, I had a couple in here, and their son is going off to university uh, in in September. Um, you know, and they were they were making doing some planning, and and that was one of the uh, that was one of the discussions that I had with him <laughs> was uh, was that um, that the possibility that he may be offered that credit card and and what to do about that. So. Um, hopefully, um, you know, many people can mention that to family members that are going off to school, too. And, and uh, one of the things that we talk about with people, especially as they're growing up, I and mean, we're growing up in an age of using credit cards, more so than when I grew up where there was a tremendous amount of cash. You went to a store, you paid cash. I mean, now it's all about pulling out the plastic and putting it into the machine and paying for it. Um, And that's easier and that's nice, but what are we teaching our kids as they watch us do this? Because they're not actually seeing us pay off that bill. And and the reason I mention this is, especially as it relates to students where they may have little to no income and they're using their credit card to pay for things, well, when that statement comes in, how are they going to pay for it? So we, we really need to remind people that, it's not free money. This is this is this is a bill that needs to be paid, and you want to make sure that you have the resources to pay that bill at the end of the month, or it's just going to cost you more and more each month. Especially, many credit cards have, uh, come with a higher interest rate associated with them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about length of time, it's length of time. Um, and we need to show that during that time we've been responsible, that it's been a responsible use of, of credit. It's it's no good to just have a long history if it's not good. Yes, yes, which kind of leads us into our next point, which is new credit, and that accounts for about 10% of, of your credit score. And really okay. this tracks the amount of new lines of credit or credit cards that you've recently opened. And... And where this comes into play is around inquiries on your credit report to extend credit to by other creditors. And really what that means is if if all of a sudden you go to five or six different sites and or stores and start applying for credit all at once, this may be a red flag to creditors to say, whoa, 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 I see an awful lot of inquiries. Are you running into some sort of financial trouble? That you, because if all of a sudden if you put out five applications for credit and they all come in at the same time and they all have 
significant balances, one of the creditors may say, well, whoa, whoa, let's, let's back up here. All of a sudden, this person has applied for five or six times the amount of credit that I was willing to give them. And mm. it can have a negative impact by showing that on your credit score. So something that you want to consider, especially if you've got some bigger purchases down the road, uh, maybe it's a home, maybe it's a car purchase, that you really want to put the brakes on applying for any of these small credit cards as you go along. Right. I also I I heard once about somebody who was um wanted to buy a car and they were going to different dealerships and um and I guess that you know the dealership said, "Well, let's let's apply," you know, and and so they'd applied at several different car dealerships and that messed them up. Um too because yeah, I, I can <clears throat> totally see that happening because yeah. all of a sudden they could get three cars, <laughs> and yeah, well, they're <laughs> and that and that's the way the lenders looking at it, right? Is because they've um, because they've made inquiries at at several different lots, I guess. And, and, and reality is, you can probably probably explain it away. Uh, uh-huh. But you may not want to take it to that level at each individual dealership, right. uh, where you've gone to the point where you're you're actually applying for credit at that dealership. You might just want to take it to the price check level before you you get involved in in applying for credit. But like like I said, you can probably explain the way. So listen, I'm only buying one car. I, yes, I'm shopping, and I want to make sure I get the right price, and that includes financing. And the only way I can do that is if I apply for credit. Uh, but and you can probably explain it away, but it's not necessarily a great idea. Right. Yeah. Good suggestion in the chat room here is to get pre-approval before you go shopping. You know, whether that's a whether that's a home or a or a car, it is always a good idea to to know what um what price range you should be looking maybe before you even get started. Um Not a bad idea. Yeah, again it's idea. again it's it's planning, right? Which um not spur of the moment. Um Okay, now so we uh, one one more thing. How many inquiries um, look okay on your credit? Right, like, well, like we uh, said. Uh, Go ahead. Every, everybody's credit report is different, and how they use credit is going to be different. But you really want to keep you want to really limit it to what you're going to actually use. So from from my perspective, I mean, if you have a really high credit score and you're trying to apply for a credit card and you're trying to find the best one, uh, it may not have as much of an impact. But if your credit score is already in trouble and, and you're, you're making multiple inquiries, th- that could have a damaging effect further on you. So from that perspective, you really want to keep it as low as you possibly can and only right. apply for things you know you're going to get and you're going to utilize. Okay, okay. Um, and the... I think maybe we're ready to move on to the types of credit. The types of credit is actually important. People often don't think of this, and that counts for about 10% on your credit score. And creditors really want to see that you're kind of not a one-trick pony, um, that that you can handle all different types of credit. So people often don't understand what the different types of credit are, but, but let's talk a little bit about that. Um, revolving credit 
is a credit card. So in other words, what that means is your credit utilization and available, availability of credit depends on how much you're using on that particular card, and it varies from one month to the next depending on how much you're using your credit card in relationship to the, the limit that's available. So, okay. and, and really is there, no, there is no end date unless the credit, creditor pulls it back from you. So one month you spend 500, you pay it off. The next month you spend 1,000, you pay it off. So it's, it's in and out, it's revolving. It, it, okay. It's not consistent. The next one is more like installment credit. And that could be considered uh, where you've taken out a, a loan at a fixed amount, say, let's say you took out a $5,000 loan for a home improvement or whatever it was for, and you've made, you're making payments on um, that at a fixed rate. It's the same payment each and every month until it's paid off. Okay, so okay. That's, that's pretty fixed. Uh, it, it's different than different than a mortgage, but it's similar in that way that the payment is the same each and every month, and you have a fixed end date on it. Okay. Right. And then right. there's and then there's open credit, which might might be something like a line of credit where you have an open amount available to you up to a certain point, and you can pay that off at any time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So having a mix of these and the ones that we we typically see would be more revolving credit installment credit on people's credit profiles and having a mix of these and showing that you are able to handle both is going to help you in the long run it's going to show okay. that you can handle different types of arrangements with creditors sure okay now you have mentioned credit scores and credit reports what's the difference between those well uh, th- think about it Think about it this way. Your credit report makes up all the ingredients that are baked into your credit score. Okay. Okay, So in in other words, your credit report is really a profile. It shows you a written history of what's what's relatable to your credit and credit score. And then typically it would include your personal information, which is your, your name and any variations of it, whether you've had a maiden name or not. Uh, current and previous addresses, social insurance number, date of birth, and current and previous employment data. Okay, also hmm. shows your credit history. So it's a record of your repayment, past and existing debts, and also shows any public records that are associated with you. So any public documents or judgments that you, that you may have could impact your credit. Re- risk, such as court rulings, bankruptcy records, consumer proposals, or even tax liens. Okay? Okay. They'll also show your credit inquiries, and we talked about this before. Every time someone applies for credit, that inquiry is going to show up on your credit credit bureau. Okay? Okay? Now, these are the types of things that go into producing your credit score. So a credit score is an evaluation based on all the different the five factors that we talked about that gives it that narrows it down to a three digit number somewhere between three hundred and nine hundred. Right. Okay. Um, so how can we build a good credit score? How can we rebuild our credit score if we find out that it's not as good as we want it to be? Well, it goes back to the things that we, knowing the five factors that we talked about earlier and help you prioritize some of your actions. So a couple of things, like whether you've had bruised or damaged credit in the past, maybe because of a bankruptcy or some late payments, 
whether you're new to the country and you don't even have a credit profile and it's really a blank slate, or if you're young and you've never really taken any, uh, taken on any credit, really nothing is forever. So you have the ability to change what shows up on your credit report. And in many cases, things fall off after se seven years. So if you have, it's important to know that for a couple of reasons. One is that if you did have some uh, issues in handling money 10 years ago, it's not likely going to affect you today. Okay, and that's okay. important to know. <clears throat> Why I say it's important to know is because sometimes these things don't fall off automatically, and pulling your credit report will show you that it's still sitting on there after it's, it should have come off, and then you might want to write to the credit bureau and say, listen, this should have come off. I'm not sure why it's on there, and then it can mm. come off, and, and your credit report will look a little bit better. Okay. okay. So thinking about those five factors, and we'll go through them a little bit more in detail, and how they might impact you is really important. And, and right. the first one, which is the most important, is really understanding that you've got to have a good payment history. So paying on time and in full is really one of the more important things. Right. Okay? Yeah. Two, keep keep current like if you're not using your credit it's hard to it's hard to rebuild it so and and this can be a bit of a, a juggling match for someone because they may have had issues handling money and yet I'm telling them to use their credit right uh, but truthfully it's important to help rebuild your credit profile that Creditors want to see you're your handling, uh, your handling the money effectively and you're paying your bills on time. So it definitely is important. One of the things that we talked about earlier is don't, I want you to think about closing out accounts because mm -hmm. while it might feel good to close an account and say, listen, I don't need that credit card, I don't need that account anymore, it could have a negative impact on your credit score, especially if you're in the mode of trying to rebuild it for a home. So if you've got, say, a department store card that has a zero balance on it and you've got the ability to spend up to $1,000 on it, that's probably having a positive impact on your credit because maybe you've got another credit card that is showing that you're 90% used to the limit on that particular card. So okay. if you close the one that doesn't have a balance and your credit utilization is low, that could have a negative impact on your credit score. So you really want to think about it before you just close it off. So by closing that card, you've lost that bit of history. That's right. Yeah. And, and, and also the credit utilization as well. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Right. Yep. The other thing that we teach people um, is, is that if they have trouble getting credit because perhaps they've had bruised credit and they're really trying to reestablish credit, there's another tool that can be used. It's called a secured credit card. Mm -hmm. And really what that is, is you put down a deposit, say $500, $1,000, and you, it's held with the credit card issuer, and that becomes your limit. So if you don't pay one month, that that, that uh, deposit gets reduced by that amount, and your new limit is what you have left on deposit. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of that is if you're utilizing it like a credit card, that starts to add to your history. It, it, it adds to the fact that you're handling credit responsibly, and it helps you really to rebuild. Okay. And there's very little risk for the creditor because you've got that deposit on hand. Okay. Okay. That's good. Okay. Yep. Okay. 
Okay. Um, so, so that was our history. Tips that, that's that that's exactly that that's yeah. your history. Now, um, you want to think about looking at your credit report, and we talked about this earlier. Is that if you have a choice to look at what credit cards you have to pay. Let's say they're the exact same interest rates. What's important to know is that we want to keep the credit utilization down as low as we can. That's going to have an impact. So we might want to pay one just to get pay one further down than another just because we want to get the credit utilization down and that'll help uh, boost farther away more. from the limit. Yeah farther away from the limit, exactly. We want to make sure that we're paying on time and we're paying the payments as they come due and in full. We want to make sure that we're limiting the inquiries to our uh, to our, our credit so we're not applying for credit because that's going to have potentially a negative impact on the score. And probably one of the more important things, and we've touched on this a couple of times, but I can't stress it enough, is that the credit bureaus are not infallible. I mean, they're, like I said, they're handling millions of entries across the country at any given time. Mm-hmm. And who's to say that your credit report is going to get merged with somebody else's? And what mm-hmm. I learned when I bought my first house was that I have a very common name. And mm-hmm. I found that when, I, when we went to, I went to get my first mortgage, uh, the lawyer came back to me and said, did you ever do this, this, and this? And I said, no, that's not, that's not me at all. I have no history of that. And right. it appeared that when they pulled the credit my, on my credit history, someone else with a very similar name to mine was merged with my credit profile. Wow. So that had to be taken care of right away. And, I, and it was easy enough to do it. I, I could prove that it wasn't me or, or that mm-hmm. the information was incorrect. But it had a very real impact on me that I was totally unaware of. Wow. So it's... It's not unheard of to have, especially with people with, with maiden names coming into it or they're coming mm. from a different country and they've changed their name somewhat once they've landed here in Canada. There's all sorts of different things where different information can be merged onto your credit profile and it's got nothing to do with you. Not to mention if you've been a victim of identity theft and you didn't even know it. Right, right. And all of a sudden these are the types of things that would come up if you're reviewing your credit report on a regular basis. Okay, so that, so that's that's one of our key points is is to start by reviewing this um, regularly. We're going to take a short break now, and we want to learn more about these tips right after this short break. Is there a contribution that you dream of making in society? Planned giving seems to be presented as something you do once you're incredibly wealthy or planning your estate. Step Right with Lynn focuses on good money management and planning your contribution at every step based on the issues important to you. Learn how to expand the goodness around you and take responsibility for the issues important to you. Tune in for Step Right with Lynn every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, 7 a.m. Mountain Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on A to Zen.fm. This is Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham is a certified financial planner. To participate in the program today, please call toll-free in the U.S. 815-880-8255. That's 815-880-TALK. Or in Canada, 613-800-8736. Or you can Skype us at a to zen.fm. 
You can also make the choices to ask or comment by email by sending to lynn at stepright.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back to our show today called Demystifying Credit Scores uh, with my guest Jeff Swartz from Consolidated Credit Canada. Um, Jeff, before we get back to the points um, that, that we're covering on how to build a good credit, um, we had a question in the chat room. What is the value of going through a program um, to rebuild your, your credit? I guess where, where you have an organization help you um, or doing it on your own. I love this question. This is this is uh, this is probably one of the most important questions as it relates to this topic. Ultimately, you can do all of this on your own. There is there is no magic. There are no secrets. If you like that course you talked about earlier on credit score, if you mm-hmm. understand, do a little research on what goes into producing your credit score and what impacts on your credit profile, you can do all of this yourself. It's going to take time, it's going to take patience, and it's going to take knowledge. You, mm-hmm. There's nothing that we're doing here or we're talking about that you can't accomplish with a little bit of effort on your own. However, I will say that there are some great credit rebuilding companies out there that do have these programs. Some of them are a lot more costly than others, and they're working with the same information you are. They just they, they've just done it hundreds and thousands of times, and they know exactly mm-hmm. what to do at a moment's notice to make sure that you get where you need to go. That's okay. not to say, like with any industry, there's your good eggs and your bad eggs. There are a lot of great eggs out there that have a lot of fantastic uh, op- uh, suggestions and insight into what you need to do to improve your credit score. So it really depends on you. Are you the type of person that can do the research, take the courses, understand what needs to be done, and do it on your own and have the patience to do it and have the time to do it? Or are you mm-hmm. the type of person that says, no, you know what, I, I'm really good at making the phone call, um, and I want someone else with uh, far greater experience than me to help me have, handle this, and I'm willing to pay a fee for it. Or alternatively, I need this to happen as soon as possible. I, I need to make sure that someone's kind of fighting for me and in my corner to make sure that we do this as effectively and efficiently as we possibly can, and I'm willing to pay for that service. So there are programs out there to do that, and they do offer a lot of benefits, but you really want to be careful because there's also a lot of people out there willing to pay on uh, prey on unsuspecting people. But mm-hmm. you can do it yourself ultimately. Okay. okay. Um, and what what would be what would be some key things to watch out for when should if someone um was getting involved with someone that they thought was going to help them what what kinds of things would set off alarm bells okay this is not the right person to help me well there's all sorts of fees and high expense associated with this truthfully mm-hmm. at the end of the day you're really just setting yourself up to improve. I mean, if someone wants you to borrow a whole lot of money and at a very high interest rate to add a trade line to your credit report, if somebody's saying, you know, you've got to buy this, you've got to, and you've got to commit to this upfront for several years at a time, that doesn't need to be the case. I mean, you can have an impact on your credit report within six months to a year very quickly, like, I mean, like, uh, like a dramatic impact if you're doing okay. all the right things. And mm-hmm. that shouldn't cost a lot or take a lot of time. So the, the basic kind of 
Credit Report 101 that we've given today should arm you with enough information to evaluate a program that you're looking at entering. Is this mm-hmm. person looking at my credit history? Is this person looking at my credit utilization? Is this person looking to correct any errors that might be on my credit report? What kind of strategies are they giving me so that I can take this under my own wing and, and do this on my own now and, and into the future? If it right. seems too good to be true and the costs are associated with our high, it probably is too good to be, to be true because really some of the things that we're talking about today, they do take time. It doesn't right. happen overnight, but there are things that are going to improve your credit report now, but they may take a little time to take into effect. Okay. Um, so, so back to, back to um, uh, more ways that we can impact our credit score. Um, so, so one of the things that we talk is, is really how to check it, <laughs> and we've talked right. a little bit about this, and, and that that's probably important that people understand what opportunities are available to them, so that they can review this on a regular basis to see if if the changes that they're making are having an impact and it's going in the right direction, and if they're not, what do we need to do to change? So. Really, there are so many different services available out there. I mean, the easiest one is is to go to either Equifax or TransUnion onto their website and uh, either get a one-time or they have all sorts of different plans to hmm. to monitor your credit or to pull your credit report. And truthfully, at the very least once a year, recommended probably quarterly. But there's also other services, whether it's through Equifax or TransUnion, and there's other ones out there that are, are providing a credit monitoring service. Mm-hmm. And and that becomes really interesting as well because as we go along, identity theft is one of the biggest concerns of creditors right now in so right. much as people can obtain a few bits of information and then all of a sudden apply for a legitimate credit card under your name because they've stolen your identity. And they can use that credit card and pay for it and so forth and until they want to do something else with it, and really it's it's on your name. And you won't know about mm-hmm. it unless you pulled your credit report and reviewed, well, what's that credit card? I never applied for that. Or okay. all of a sudden you're getting offers in the mail for a credit card that you've never had before. So these are some of the indicators that potentially you've been a victim of identity theft, and that can carry on for years and years. So credit monitoring is is tremendously important. Um, There are services, even with your own credit card companies and some of the banks, that will text you or email you anytime your credit card has been used. Mm-hmm. And that's particularly good if, if, you, if, if you have a child who you've gotten a credit card for. But more than anything else, I mean, if someone's stolen your credit card information and starts utilizing the, the card on your behalf without your knowledge, it's go and and you don't look at it on a regular basis, or perhaps you're not even looking. You're going over your statements very in, in that much detail, and then all of a sudden you you've rung up a bill that you can't afford to pay, and it's kind of two mm-hmm. three months into this. That can become an issue on your credit. So you want to make sure that you're monitoring it on a regular basis, and that will help you manage your credit profile and your credit score to make sure that you don't get into any trouble. Right, and these vary from anywhere from ten dollars a month to twenty-five dollars a month. Whether you get insurances and all that sort of stuff, so 
ultimately the idea here is to have a better handle on what, what's going through your credit profile to make sure that it's not impacting your score in a negative way. Right. Jeff, we're getting down to, you know, just the last few minutes of the show. Um, what thought would you like to leave with our uh, listeners? And then, you know, please tell our listeners how they can uh, reach you or reach a counselor if they want to talk further. Well, firstly, I think the most important thing, and I'd say there's two things. One is to understand what goes into making up your credit score and, and those right. five things that we talked about. And look at your lifestyle, look at your spending behaviors, and look at even your payment behaviors and, and reflect that in terms of what's, how that's impacting how others can view you, especially as it relates mm-hmm. to buying a car, buying a house, uh, renting an apartment. How the, lender, how the lender would look at you. Right. Tremendously yeah. important. Uh, yeah. The other thing that, that I can't stress enough is monitor your credit profile, and whether that's once a year, four times a year, on a monthly basis, let's not make it such a mystery. Pull it out. Take a look at it. It's worth the investment because you never know what kind of errors or surprises are on there. Maybe you've forgotten. Maybe you've been a victim of some sort of fraud. You're not going to know unless you look at it. And like I said, right. if you never look at the mirror, it's hard to determine what you look like. So it's mm-hmm. the same thing with your credit report because that's really a reflection of you to your creditors. So make sure you understand what's on there. Now, the last part is, is as we suggested, a, we see people all the time uh, who are having a, a consolidated, who are having trouble with their debt. And they've already gotten themselves to the point where their credit profile isn't looking so great. And we help them clear the slate. And, uh-huh. and we've got a friendly ear, uh, someone who's in their corner to help them through these situations and get them back on track so that if they do want to buy that house or get that car, that we're helping them clean up their credit profile, pay off their debt so that they can live life in a way that they really want to. Okay. And how, and, and how, can, they, how can they reach that help, Jeff? Uh, well, it's, it's either through being online at consolidatedcredit.ca, and there's all sorts of means to contact us through the Internet, but also if they want to reach out and call, we've got counselors that answer the phone, so it's not like they have to make an appointment. Um, what, what they need to do is call 1-800-656-4079. That's uh, 800-656-4079. We work with clients in Canada from coast to coast to coast, and we're available to help them deal with their financial issues, or even if they have questions around and, personal and financial And we're, 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 right we're right out of time, Jeff. Thanks so much for being with us. You're welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to Step Right with Lynn. Lynn Wedham will return next Wednesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. We hope you'll join us. Remember to celebrate your wealth by doing something for yourself, your family, and your community. Until next time.